Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. Welcome, welcome. So today we chat about all of the different ways we are preparing to energetically, emotionally, physically (laughs) hold space while we facilitate our Elements of Connection Clinic coming up next week. We talked a little bit about consent and what that looks like in horse training and also dabbled in a little controversial topic, cross ties. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. If you missed last week's episode, which we were just wondering if anybody even listens to us anymore. If you do, can you let us know and let us know like how you feel about the episodes? <laughs> because we were kind of like, what is happening in our podcast? Do people still come to this thing? So if you do, thank you for hanging out with us. <laughs> and last week we talked about um, seasons and like resting when we need to rest. And I think like death and well, now it sounds like maybe people don't want to listen to that one, but it was good. It's not as bad as I'm making it sound right now. Um, and today Amber and I have both been getting craniosacral therapy because we are planning on, um, going to the elements of connection clinic. Well, going, we're hosting it. What? <laughs> like we're planning on going. It's going to be really fun. If like good. Cause we paid also to see you guys. We're <laughs> don't worry. Everyone's fine. Everyone that's coming, that's listening. Don't worry, we're fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> You're safe in our hands. Um, yeah, so we have been preparing for it because we want to set our energy up as best as possible to be able to hold space and all of those things. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about craniosacral therapy because energy work in general is so wild. And I just had an appointment today, actually, and It's so interesting how I can feel an area of my body like wanting to release. And I'm like, yes, that's going to feel so good. Like when it releases and then it won't go. And she's like, okay, that's all we can do for today. Like your body's saying no. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? And it's, it's interesting to me that I find with my own energy and this might be different for you where I like can feel what needs to happen. Or I guess my thinking mind has like a general idea of what I want to happen in the session. Like I'll be like, I have this pain or this tightness in my knee or in my hip and I want it to be gone by the end of it. Or I have like this idea. And then she goes on a completely different route and like all this other stuff needed to unwind. And it's, it kind of goes to show like how we don't always know what, our body needs, I guess. Is that how I want to say it? Or maybe we, maybe I want to say we don't always know what like other people need. So it just puts things into perspective for our animals where you might see that like the hamstring is super tight and you want to work on that hamstring. But if they don't let you because their body is like locking it down, if you force that, you're kind of just bulldozing through their energetic barrier and creating more tension anyway. Which leads me to the other topic of why I don't like horses and cross ties during body work. But what do you have to say before that? Because that's a whole okay. thing. 
Yeah. Um, I'll, well, I'll start with my brain shuts completely off <laughs> during cranial. Um, and I think when I go, like for the times that I've gone where I don't actually have pain, <laughs> when I'm like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm such a mess. Help me, please. Um, the times that I've gone just to be like in a space of like taking care of myself, like I have been feeling really drained and, um, like not creative and kind of like not motivated to do I just kind of been in a weird place and then I was like oh gosh we're going to this clinic and we're going to be like holding space for like 25 people I need to get my energetic shit together <laughs> so um I've been taking better care of myself the last couple of weeks and so when I went I didn't really have anything specific and I think it's so cool for the people that have not been to cranial I guess it depends cuz I've only ever been to her where we just mm -hmm. chat for a minute and then I lay down on the table and she puts her hands on my shins and then just starts like within like five seconds, she's like, oh, this, 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 and this, and this. And I'm like, ah, how did you get that from touching my shins? It's so wild. Um, and she's always like spot on. And she, I didn't, I don't know if others do this, but me and her are pretty close. Um, we always bring in ancestors. Um and she's crazy because she'll tap right into who's there, describe them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly who I saw. So it's fun to have these like exciting, it's like body work. And then also this weird, like <laughs> meeting of the ancestors to come in for the healing and, you know, um, and I feel like I like her because she always gets me to the root cause of if there is a pain or an actual something happening, she always leads me straight to it um, and helps me unwind it from my brain and the belief and then lets the body release it. Um, and she does it in a way where I don't know what's happening. She'll be like, okay, we're in a cave. What do you see? And I'm like, what <laughs> what do you mean we're in a cave what kind of a cave she's like I don't know what kind of a cave is it and I'm like why are you asking me these questions um she asked me to tap into my center line my brain immediately wanted to go well is it back there is it against my spine is it in the middle and I felt myself like blah, 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 blah. you know and she's like don't overthink it I'm like how did you know I was overthinking like I, I just feel like she has an x-ray machine on my entire essence and it makes me uncomfortable and excited at the same time and um and so to have somebody who's super intuitive and like tapped in to the body, but like knowing that she is not the one doing it, she's like holding the space for you to like, why did, why did this begin in my body in the first place? Like, let's go there while I'm also helping support your body, move this through. I think it's like, great. It's like the twofer. It's like why it started, you clear that up <laughs> and then you don't have to keep doing it in the physical body. So. That was my, my cranial. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I've, but like I said, I've never been to another cranial person, so I don't know what other people do. I'm like, Yeah. My girl does not go that in depth, but what I will say is that my own intuition, like she does, she'll do oils and crystals and she'll tell me little things that she sees, I think, just because she feels like comfortable because I'm like, I'm an animal communicator and I do energy work. So I'm here for it. If you see something like I want to know about it. Um, so we're still kind of trying to get used to each other. But um, because my intuition is so like open to that sort of thing, 
I will see like certain memories from my past or I kind of do, I think my brain does not shut off at all. And my, and I've always kind of been this way where if someone tells me something about myself, I don't fully believe it until I experience and I experience it some way in like my own intuitive way. So with her, like my brain kind of keeps rolling because I'm like unwinding it myself, I think. So I've done a lot of like my own unwindings on my, like, I guess just like through my thoughts, but it's so weird because she does this one. And I don't know if yours, if your person does it, but like, she'll put her hand behind my head and then her hand on my sacrum. And it brings me like instantly back to infancy. Like when they like, like when your parents hold you or like doctors hold you or whatever, because you always hold a baby like right there and right at the base of their head. And it is the strangest thing. And she started working in my mouth too. Like she puts a glove on and like puts her fingers on my teeth. And it's so interesting how that reminds me. Like today it brought me back to like losing my coping mechanism, which was sucking my thumb because I got braces and then I couldn't suck my thumb anymore. And it brought me like right back to there. And like I could feel everything kind of like shifting around kind of crazy how and I think everyone should have craniosacral or some sort of like whatever you're going to do to your horse you should have done on yourself because it's wild how painful massage can be but if your body is consenting and your mind is consenting massage can be like a positive thing or like myofascial like it's just wild how you can work so lightly in the body and Masterson method really opened up my eyes to that. Just seeing how like gentle you can work in the body and it just like affects everything else. Anytime you're talking to the nervous system. So I really feel like people should be getting this light type of body work so that they can feel what it feels like in their body and how deeply one tiny little touch can like impact the rest of you. Because for the most part, I will say do I want to say this on the podcast? <laughs> um, I will say that there are a lot of horses that do feel like their bodies are bulldozed um, by well-intentioned body workers. They like, a lo- I will have owners who are like, do they like this body work modality or do they want this? And they, and horses often don't request body work. Like they will choose something else because a lot of times they just don't have a say and not to go off on a tangent on this, but people like to put them in cross ties. And when they're in cross ties, it immediately puts their defenses up. And yes, you might get releases in the cross ties and you might, but it's like you're getting a release through resistance, if that makes sense. Like you're you're in a heightened state of resistance already being put in the cross ties, not being able to turn around and do what you need to do. And then they're worried about something, but let's say you put your hands on them and they soften to that worry because they're like, okay, this isn't so bad. Then you get a release from that. And what I have found in my communication sessions is that a lot of times when horses are in cross ties, they can't fully truly relax into the work because every single time you change a hand placement so I've talked about this before where like each interaction with your horse is a new segment so every time you take your hands off and put your hands back on that's a new energy and a new segment 
their nervous system and their body has to go through that entire is this safe for me process again because there's an element of I have no control over this situation so that's my experience with like body work and cross ties yeah I feel like it's even cross ties and brushing I cross ties and anything I mean if you think about being at any level of (laughs) empathetic I always give the analogy of like, it's like if you went to do get body work and a massage therapist or whatever it was, and then they took your wrists and bound them to the table. I mean, immediately your, your body's, your nervous system is going to be completely different than it would be if you had free will to like get up and get the fuck out of the way if you didn't like what was going on. Like, and the fact that we can't explain that to them and that there are like these prey animals that are like being, you know, and and we're touching their bodies for god's sakes like i will always say i um had an experience where i i didn't speak up for my horse and someone was learning body work and he hated it and i feel like it's really what sparked his like little sort of downward spiral of not wanting body work not wanting to be touched um and i i'm not regretting it because that's not good to have in your body but i no, now I would never let that happen. And that's why it was happening. I think it was like in the cross ties, the body work wasn't being done consciously. And he developed this like defense around his body. Um, and it's still lasting. He finally, for the first time, allowed the Masterson group to do a session on him the last two times. So he's kind of coming back from that, but that's been three, four years. So um, it's so important, I think. And, and like, why are why are we cross tying them to do body work? Like, don't you want to know if they don't like something like most of the time I'll move mine around a little bit in the round pen and then they come over and I'll do body work with no halter and no libra because I want them to like, tell me, Hey, this sucks. Do it here. You know, whatever. And while I know that that's not like full on like safety protocol, (laughs) like what do they call it? Not, I must said jockey club um pony club (laughs) pony club standard safety whatever um it's just like if you don't have that relationship with your horse where there's like two-way communication you probably shouldn't be touching their body like that until you do that's all I have to say about that (laughs) yeah and I'm learning a lot from Biggie too about that because I am a person who tends to just be like I want to learn this or I know like his biggest message for me right now. Um, and it's funny because like now I see it in other client horses too. They're starting to say it, um, is like, you don't know what's good for me. Like you might know what ideal is when you look at a body or you might see a muscle that's in spasm, or you might see something where you might be able to help it and know that it can get me to a better place but ultimately at the end of the day like you don't know what's good for me because you are not me and Mm -hmm. he has been like telling me that so many times and it's not that we can't have like a conversation of hey can you stand here because I used to like I used to tie him um and I will still tie him every once in a while because when you're doing like the hind end stuff it can be like difficult if they're like wanting to get gra- like he'll go to get grass or whatever. But even then, like he's starting to make me realize like, okay, if I'm not with you, 
and I'm going to get grass, there's a reason like there's discomfort because there's times where, like you said, I can have him like just standing at Liberty in my arena and there's grass all the way around and he will stand perfectly for body work. And then there's other times where it's like, he's so wiggly and I can't get him to come into a space of like being receptive to the body work. And it's really frustrating as a human because you're like, I want to help you. I want to fix you. Or you're paying for this, um, you know, whatever session and your horse is not being receptive and you're like, okay, just stand here and take it. But it's like a, it's like a little slice of humble pie to step back and be like, you know what? You're right. Like, I don't know what's right for your body. I should step back. I should not do this to you because ultimately I don't know where you're at today. And I don't know everything that's going on in your body. And I need to respect that feedback. That is hard for a lot of people. I know it's been like a big humbling experience for me. Um, to just like honor that every single time, because even with Kip, like I just see him deteriorating a little bit and he's so resistant to, um, body work right now. Like he just doesn't want it. And I have to like turn away and be like, okay, <laughs> look away. Yeah. Look away. And that's like so many things. Gosh, it's so frustrating. I just was examining my, um, you know, life and career and all the things, <laughs> no big deal. And when I look around and I see how many people are so um, detached from their own physical body and they want to learn and they want to do good to their horse and they want to do all these things and they're so eager. And I'm like, yeah, but you should be spending a thousand quadrillion more hours working on your own physical body, working on your own balance, working on, you know, this piece of, um, we just have these expectations of horses where we buy them and we go, this is what we're doing, you know? And they're like, well, I look around, I'm like, it's hard to be in the horse world in my brain right now because I'm processing so many things. <laughs> Even when I had, I think I had brought it up a couple of weeks ago and I don't think I talked about it on the podcast one. I was like, I don't know what purely consensual horse training looks like because I think it they wouldn't have I mean would they have anything to do with us I know there's people that have said that they've taken a horse never touched them I can't remember who it is that never touched them and everything that they did it took years they got to ride them but it was all like the horse choosing to be with them choosing but I'm like but also you're feeding them you know, positive reinforcement, you're doing treats. I was like, so are they just randomly out of the blue? Like, Hey, I have a good idea. You should get on my back. It's like, <laughs> like, where is the line? You know, where is this like blurry line? Like, I, I feel like with my horses in particular, I've gone from one extreme to another with them at this point where trained on them hard. And then now we're in this place of, I'm like, I don't know. Do you like doing what we do or are you just doing it because you don't think you have a choice and then I sent you that video of whoever that girl is that makes those videos and I was like are you just all like little fawns and you're all tra traumatized and I was like oh my god I don't I don't know anything anymore I don't think I should be anywhere around horses I was like I'll stick with the people I can do the people like <laughs> I don't know and so now I'm like looking at my horses like do you guys even like me <laughs> like when I like 
if my horses ever gave me a no on something, I would fully respect it, but they don't. But my brain goes, do they not? Because we've never had that relationship. You know what I mean? Like, because this whole time we've had this relationship where you've just done what I've asked you. And now, you know, I don't know. I think Clover would give me a hard no. Smarty gives me no's. He gives me no's, but he like flails around. But that's not even a no to me. It's like, I need to express this in my body right now. And I just kind of hang on sometimes. I don't know. It's very confusing. I'm definitely not a whole trainer anymore. Yeah, that was like actually a big part of my lesson with Lockie this last time. And we literally just did like walk halt transitions and like applied like one leg at a time and like felt like his response to it. And it was actually kind of interesting because um, immediately, like if he didn't want to go forward when I put both legs on very gently, I was like, guilt guilt hardcore guilt like he doesn't want to do it he hates me we're not in a good relationship and I was writing him bridal list too and he's like you're not coercing him like you're just getting feedback and and like it was so funny unwinding that because I feel that way too I was I was saying that in my lesson I was like I don't know if he's choosing to go forward because it's the easier option or if he's choosing to you know like yeah, I feel like so much of what we're doing, we're almost like, I don't want to say forcing because that's such a harsh word when it comes to, and I'm just speaking like you and I, like, I don't think that we're forcing our horses to do anything, but like when I'm like, hey, do you want to go for a ride? Like I'm putting the halter on him and I'm like asking him to come with me and how much of it does he actually enjoy? I guess he could, there was a period of time where he like physically wasn't doing that great and he would stop at the arena gate and he wouldn't want to go in and then I was like okay that's a hard like that's easy that's easy we'll just turn back around I'll take your saddle off but like then when I get on you at the mounting block and I go to put my leg on you and you like turn around and look at me I'm like hmm hmm what emotion am I gonna slip into here like are you just curious and waiting for a treat and that's where it's so funny too because I'm an animal communicator, so I should be able to tap into him. And (laughs) yeah, people tell me that all the time. And that question is like so ridiculous because it's like, yeah, you could just ask him. And then I'm like, but, but this is (laughs) the only reason why I, I agree with people when they say our own animals are harder to connect to because they're not actually harder to connect to quotes. Um, they, we do not listen to them as well because we have our own stories and projections around them. And that is the hardest, biggest hurdle to get past, which is why we still need vets, which is why we still need trainers, which is why I need someone looking at me on a stupid PIVO telling me like, yes, this is what your horse is saying. And he's been trying to say this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was thinking that was me. Or like, I was like, oh yeah, he doesn't like affection. And then as soon as I said that, he like walked over to me and was like scratching his head on me. And Lockie was like, he doesn't like affection, huh? He doesn't like affection. Like, why are you saying that about him? Are you sure he doesn't? So it's just funny, like the stories and the projections we have about our horses. That is why it's hard. And that is why we still need other people guiding (laughs) our sad little souls around. (laughs) And I feel like we're... Like in the same place, but from like opposite ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Where I've I've been on the other, like I don't feel bad. You know what I mean? Like 
I'm, and then, then I start thinking, should I feel bad? That's where I get fucked up where I'm like, no, no, get in. We're going like, it's fine. Like, let's go because it's like, no, you don't want to go in the wash rack. Get it. Do you want to go on the outside wash rack or the inside wash rack? Cause this bloody ass cut on your leg is getting rinsed off. Like, and I don't feel bad about being like, and now we're getting in the wash rack. Like, nope, we're getting in right now. You know what I mean? It's like in those moments where I'm like, I know you don't want to do this, but we've spent a lot of time and energy investing into this relationship. And, you know, it's like me loading Smarty into the trailer. He always gets in, but he always hesitates. I figured out it was the type of trailer and I'm still in the freaking search for the trailer that mm-hmm. is now completely elusive and I have no trailer and his I'm asking the universe and spirit why I don't have a trailer because I feel like I'm missing out on all these fun things with the weather and all the things and I'm like not I'm just gonna let it go there's something better coming but anyways <laughs> in those moments where I was like you actually do have to get in the trailer he would for me because I feel like on the other side of things I spend a lot of time giving him options you know what I mean and putting those deposits into the relationship and um and his his no is like stops at the engine edge and like hesitates and like it's not like he's pulling back and freaking out and it's this big dust cloud of bullshit happening to get him in it's like I don't really want to and I'm like I know you don't but like we have to and he's like okay and it takes like a span of like five seconds so it's not like a hard no it's like I don't really want to do that I'm like well we kind of have to Besides that, I, I did feel bad about that because I understood what was happening and I'm doing my best to resolve it. Right. But I think the fact that I'm doing my best to resolve, like I sold my whole freaking trailer for this. Course. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I know hundred percent that I've tried both of those stuff and every, he gets in, he eats, he's relaxed. He's like, Oh, snacks. Cool. Jumps right in when it's the other type of trailer or the other one. He's like, Ooh, you know, so I know for sure that's what it is, but it's like when I put my leg on, he doesn't go. I don't have a problem like bumping them with my leg. And if he goes right away, I'm like, cool. And we're off. You know what I mean? I've dialed back because in the olden days, if a horse didn't go forward, I would kick. I've never been unfair, but I was like not wavering. Like in this moment, you will be going forward. You can do it off of a little bit of pressure, a medium bit of pressure, or I'll roll my spur up your side. <laughs> Here are the options. And I always had, I never really had to use my spur. You know what I mean? It was like, because it was one, two, three every time, you know? So I never felt bad about that. I don't wear spurs now and my horses just go forward. So obviously something has shifted, but I don't know. It's messy in my brain <clears throat> right now. <laughs> so... This leads me into two other things. I guess the first one um, that we've kind of been talking about and I like made a little post about it and everything is like fall and colic. And I actually can't remember if we even talked about this on the last podcast where I think we did like the collective consciousness of like colic and he in like I feel like we need to bring awareness to like the simplicity of stuff that happens in our body, because like that's part of how you and I like get down to the nitty gritty of belief system. So actually I'm getting, I'm getting a a remembering that we already talked about colic. So we're taking that off the table. Um, If you guys want to talk about colic, it was in last episode. (laughs) Now I remember that I did But, um, so like the not going forward thing, right. It's like, what 
edits like basic. Um, if we were like, my horse won't go forward. I don't understand why I need an animal communicator. First, you could say, what does not going forward mean? Well, what are you holding back? What are you not wanting to release? What are you not? Give me some more. Give me some others. Um, what I usually say, well, it's not necessarily for forward, just even legs, like as cues, you know, if you don't want to bend off, off around the right leg or the left leg, it, but it, it is like the restriction of forward movement, right? So like what, what isn't flowing? Like where is, oh my God, my dog is chasing the chickens. Okay, she stopped. Wow, that was energy um, flowing. Yeah, it's like where I used to give the analogy before I even got into any of the body work, knew nothing about the body work, which will tell you I was a horse trainer for freaking like probably 15 years before I even started going about the body. Like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, honestly, like the things that I did to horses, I don't nothing was like cruel, but it is when I think about it now. But like the intention was never cool. It's like, oh, this is where you want them. Lunge, you know, stick the side reins on them. Have them change directions. They get all like soft in their soft in their body. <laughs> like quotes are happening <laughs> um, for those of you who are listening. And and so now when I talk about like if I put my leg on and they don't go, my leg or or any of the cues I use is just noticing where there's stiffness or non fluid. There's no movement in this spot of the body and. When I look at my leg now, I think, oh, I'm bringing awareness to them in this spot of their body, like talking to that spot of their body with my cues, with my leg. Um, So I feel like I used to give the analogy of like a hose. And I would say, just imagine there's a hose stuck up your horse's butt or down its nose, all the way down its body. <laughs> and you want the, the water to flow like as if it was in a rainbow. <laughs> and if there's anywhere in the horse's body that's kinked like that's what we're gonna un just unkink it and then the flow will be back like a hose like that's the best I had for like years but like people are like oh okay <laughs> but like <laughs> because you think about if a horse's head's up and they're all bracy there's a kink in the hose and you need to go there and release the kink like I don't know that's what I had back then so kink in the hose pretty good honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that like People kind of like don't realize that anything that happens in our body it's actually really simple to get to the bottom of it like if you have an itch it's like okay what is an itch or like an allergy well it's an irritation so is there anything that's irritating you is there something that's getting under your skin is there like everything has like a little belief system behind it so I don't know. I feel like it's important to, to go there first before you go down the spiral of like craziness. Also, I have a squirrel because, um, <laughs> because it's raining out here right now. And I was thinking on my drive home from craniosacral and I was like, um, sending like voice messages to Amber and I'm, and this isn't something that we talked about yet, but I feel like humans believe that like we're like the end-all be-all on <laughs> the world like on, on the planet and like even in like I was gonna say the olden days but that's not like what I mean <laughs> to say but like even our ancestors would be like we're praying for rain and we're doing a rain dance and a rain song and all this stuff and for some reason I 
I was driving and I was like, I am so happy for the rain. I've been like really hoping it's going to rain. And this little voice in my head was like, do you really think that you're the one that called in the rain that like you, I felt like the trees were talking to me and the trees were like, did you know that we control the rain and like the grass and the flowers and the plants? Like we are the ones that decide when our resources need to be replenished and we call in the rain and you little humans are always thinking that you guys are the ones that like control everything and you're the consciousness and all, all this stuff. When really, um, if you want to talk about the weather, you got to come to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true though, because we really are so far. I mean, for the most part, so many people and we're, I don't know if it's just that I'm now on this path of like unwinding all these like beliefs about humans and why we're here and what really is real and what isn't. And it's like, we're so freaking out of touch from what, like what actually is. It's so crazy because people get so, I listen to some of the things people and myself get so wrapped up in. And it's like, but like one of the things that happened in my cranial session was she was like, I had talked about, I think I was tired because we were really like, I was learning a bunch and I was creating a bunch for the 21 day thing. And I was like on the computer a bunch. I was very in my masculine because I was like doing, 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 making it happen, making it happen. And she's like, why? You know, let's talk about why you want to do that. And I was like, well, I want abundance because I want to create freedom. Um, freedom of time, freedom for my body, freedom for me to be with my horses, freedom for me to travel with my family. And, and she goes, okay, well, okay. So say that's happened and you've created freedom. Then what do you do? And I was like, what? I, well, I, um, she's like, what, like, what would you do today? If you, if you, and I was like, well, that, then I realized that that is where I've been for the last two weeks where like all that subsided, I had created what I wanted. And my nervous system was like, what now? What you just lay here. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, because that's the whole point of being on this planet is just to like be and like enjoy connecting with like people and animals and plants and like and while I all of a sudden created all the space for myself to do that I was like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do and she was like welcome like to the human experience you all think you want to work your ass off to retire when you could just live a retired lifestyle your whole life if you wanted but we're so conditioned to believe that there's this huge suffering that has to happen it has to be difficult before we earn our right to like just exist and be it's so crazy how did we get there oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the human thing human thing is wild <laughs> well and I think yeah so definitely that aspect but then also how humans like it's just crazy to me how we take over and we destroy like the habitats of animals and like we just can't coexist very well with other animals like if you look in a forest you would see a million different types of like spiders and of course there's like the circle of life and people eating people so or animals eating animals and that sort of thing so <laughs> that is real but I do for the most part as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> but for the most part like you look at a watering hole or like you know like um there's hippos and zebras and there's just all these different like animals coexisting together and I don't know I just had this like wild thought on the drive home that like humans really think that we're like the shit on the planet. Like we think we're so freaking cool and really like the trees are 
producing our oxygen. And if we didn't <laughs> have any of them, we would probably die. And I literally just felt like from the trees uh, that I was driving past on the drive home was like, yeah, you can thank us for the weather. You can thank us for the rain because like we're the ones that control that, not you, little human. <laughs> I know. And it's like, that's like the, the this whole piece of like the animals and shit and everything, they have it worked out. Like they don't need, I mean, unless obviously aside from the ones that we've like captured and like made domestic, but like they don't need us to exist. Like the 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 trees and the grass and all of the things that are growing and all the birds and they don't need us. Like so for us to come onto this planet, I think we're so superior because we know how to like airdrop things because that blows my mind when you really start to think about it. Um it doesn't mean that we're superior. It just means we've used our brains for different things, which may or may not actually be bettering life. I, I think at this point, it's probably maybe going the other direction, but I don't know. It's just kind of, it is crazy to think that we think so highly of ourselves <laughs> and think that everything else is below us. It's like, well, that's, I don't really feel like that's accurate. <laughs> so if you believe in aliens, let us know. <laughs> yeah and i think the aliens already here and they're just too scared to speak up because we're crazy because humans are crazy yeah all right guys <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> well, there's a whole lot of just back and forth and randomness but you know that's how we roll it comes from the heart sometimes the mind sometimes doesn't make it from the mouth to the mind so I feel like sometimes it just comes out of the mouth <laughs> hopefully some of it resonated oh <laughs> uh, that was by far wins the award of the most awkward low energy goodbye that has happened on the pod yet well goodbye <laughs> I was like whoa we're ending we're ending it's over <laughs> everybody it's over amber oh. you just got the perkiest that you have been and amber's in like a 90 degree room right now just slowly withering away but she was looking like a young adolescent boy with her hair back <laughs> so she had to speak it down for the podcast I know <laughs> at one point I put it back and I was like I kind of look like a a dude right now I'm like hot and I'm sweating and I'm just trying to be okay it's all right. We're here for you every week, every week, whether or not what we say makes sense or you care about. We're here. Maybe we should do like a, oh, we're going to have to do our recap next week after a little, oh my gosh, what are we going to do for next week? We'll, we'll be together. Oh, interesting. Be super so, fun if we're not. Stay tuned. Maybe we should do yeah. like a podcast with all five of us. Oh yeah, that'd be super fun. We'll figure it out. Something special is coming next week. Just hold on to your socks. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>